This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. property and on this one we've got double trouble incoming heads up (laughs) we have the two boys from white box so we've got andy cook and lloyd girardi in the house (laughs) wow did you plan that that was amazing well i'm gonna start talking (laughs) i'm gonna hand over to you guys who are you so i am uh yeah, Lloyd Girardi, we did plan that. We know that you like to do your intro in sync, so we thought we'd do yo, yo, yo in sync. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thanks for uh, inviting us here. Yeah, so Lloyd Girardi, uh, one of the co-founders, along with Andy, of White Box Property Solutions. Uh, we basically help people get started in property developments just like we did back in 2014, which you know, and uh, you've been through the process and you are doing very well yourself. Um, so yeah, that is who I am. Uh, yeah, so I'm Andy Cook, and yeah, so our, our backgrounds before property was I was from the the carpentry trade side of a small building company. I wanted to look at how we could do it ourselves and and maximise that. Lloyd was a, a salesman, so a, a lighting salesman. So we're just normal people from a normal background, and we just wanted to do something a bit different. And it happens to be actually it was seven years ago in February that we started. So this is our seven year anniversary this month. Oh. And, um, congratulations and yeah so and, and a lot's happened since then i suppose have you got any plans for your uh, your anniversary are you going somewhere nice no, we're gonna have a zoom date we're gonna have a yeah we're gonna have a little private meal on zoom <laughs> yeah i've actually booked i booked a table for two in the kitchen <laughs> yeah whose kitchen <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter it's both <laughs> yeah oh, it's a bit well yeah, well, uh, yeah, we've we've known each other for quite a while now. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember back to probably twenty end of 2015, beginning of 2016, we first met, and uh, and I, I came along to I think it was your second ever um, course that you did or workshop back in the day when it was I think it was only two days. Am I right? I yeah, just yeah, I remember days. where you sat. So do I. Front table on the right at the um at the hill to the right. Not creepy at all. Yeah. Carry on. It's a very yeah. <laughs> and, I bet you can't, I bet you can't do that. <laughs> I, did, I didn't own this jumper at that point. Yeah, but I, I, I pretty much wear this jumper on every podcast because it's, it's the only true. jumper I've got. Yeah, it's yeah. Boring man. <laughs> I know my mother's got. I, I left it on the train. I, I had a bag, and uh, I had you a whole bunch of jumpers on it. I left it on the train. over a year ago. But yeah, but I've been in lockdown since all the shops have been shut. <laughs> Hang on, sorry. I know we're supposed to be talking about our guests. Can we just go back to your jumper? You left that jumper on a train, but you've still got it. No, I left all my other jumpers on the train. Oh, and that's why you wear that one all the time. Yeah, it's also the most comfortable. And I'm not leaving the house, so who am I trying to impress? Okay, all right. To be honest, though, it's quite rare to see Matt with a, a collar that actually goes to his neck. It's oh, my God, Lloyd. Oh, my God. Right, so so there's a, there it was a load of promo stuff when he came out of Bali, right? So he went away on your retreat, and you were, you were for like a week or two weeks or something. Yeah. And I remember Matt came back, and we were hosting the Wealth Investing Network together, and you guys put up a picture of you and Niall. Niall looked ever so dignified in a lovely little mm. summer As always. 
the cleavage on Matt was <laughs> unbelievable. I have rinsed him so hard for that shirt. I feel I need to... I feel like, is that better, Matt, if I do yeah, that? lower it, yeah. No, I, need, I need a pair of scissors. Every day it got a bit lower, didn't it? As if you took another layer off. <laughs> yeah. I've never given anyone so much shit for an hour. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, that, that, that T-shirt was the most expensive, the, the low-cut one was the most expensive one I owned. What, with the least material? With the least yeah, material, yeah. At least I get why you put the irrelevant line in the um, intro now. Yeah, you yeah, see, you see what totally. happens. Yeah, this is what we do. And this is pretty tame, actually. So, yeah, we'll get onto property at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, after we're finished, we'll give you the highlights of Property Jam. Actually, you know what? Go and listen to the, the highlights of Property Jam. <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> that we did a few weeks ago. Uh, and we edited together all the, all the, all the best bits. Um, that's a very funny episode. I'll bet um, your T-shirt doesn't make the next episode. <laughs> I, I bet it does not. No, he does the editing, <laughs> I wonder. Actually, it should have done. Yeah. It was like episode four or whatever it was on what not to wear. Your, your T-shirt didn't even get a mention. That should have been the headliner. No, it was all, it was all about Joe's orange jacket. That's anyway, right. shall, we, shall, we come, shall we come back to these guys who yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. sharing their time with us? Yeah. <laughs> so as, as you've taken the time to actually come and join us, what does the human side of property look like to you guys? Uh, for us... Um, and we say all the time that relationships is everything in property. Uh, so it's actually talking to someone, whether that's physically or over the phone, but just having a conversation with people and actually talking to people. So for us in developments, especially, there's so many like power team members and we use a commercial power team uh, term here, but you've got your builders, your solicitors, your architects, planning consultants, um, accountants, JV partners, um the list goes on but if you're not talking to them and it's all just emails there's just no rapport on on um on emails or anything like that so picking up the phone talking to people talking it through being on site uh seeing people seeing the lender uh, just having a conversation with someone is is really really important um for relationship building because later on you never know when you need that person again so you've got to always interact with them uh, and talking and, and now Andy talks about relationships in, in property as well. Um, not I think they're everything. That yeah, company, but I, I it, think it's, it's, in business as a rule, it's everything, isn't it? It's, it's not just, it's not just property. It's in, you know, the, the stronger your relationships are and the stronger the human side, as you guys call it is, then the stronger everything's going to be there. Your pipeline of deals, your, you know, the, your access to funds and all that kind of thing. Now, you know, um, Niall and Joe have been on the, the fitness groups that we do, which are nothing to do with property, but, you know, we we all know each other and we all, you know, it spurs into other things that we all do together and it's all part of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah and uh, yeah, that word you said, Lloyd, rapport, it's been very high on um, kind of my radar recently just because of uh, lockdown and, and having to, you know, not not able to see people in person. You have to make that special effort to, um, to actually reach out and, and to build, but also maintain rapport because you can get rapport with someone quite, quickly um but that can that fades really especially in, in this this day and age of social media and uh, if you're yeah. on linkedin constantly connecting with people you might get a bit of rapport but if you don't build and you know, add to those touch points and um and get those relationships going then they're kind of all for nothing i'll give you a consistency i was going to say an example and i bet you're going to say exactly the same one yeah, probably <laughs> you can go yeah no no you do it, mate go for it you um, yeah, well, just as an example, we're, um, you know, we, we use investors all the time like you guys do. And, um, you know, we say to people that the first time you get investors is going to be the hardest time. And then actually it layers up. 
and you, you know people want to reinvest with you and it opens up to new people who perhaps um, want to see a few more deals first but you know, it's how you treat those investors then as well and sometimes I think people you know they forget about when when they pay them back and, and we've been a bit guilty of this in the past is that we, you put all your effort into finding the investor in the first place securing the funds and then a year later like our accounts office pay them back and we don't even acknowledge it you know yeah. and um I, I said to Lloyd earlier in the year I said look you know we're going to start, we've got VAs who do our graphic design and thing now and whatever. So we recorded a, a little one and a half minute video, got my VA to put um, some graphics next to it. And it was just basically thanking them for trusting in us and putting that rapport with us and, and, and you know, letting us help them and, and get the money. And, and those deals actually, as many deals don't, they took a bit longer and their money was stuck in a bit longer than they thought it was. And she, she came back, um, one, one particular investor, and she said she'd had money with five people this year in property and, you know, the others she would not reinvest with. And even though our deal, you know, changed along the lines a little bit, she was over the moon with how we kept that communication up and that rapport, as you said there. And, you know, she said she'd, she'd gladly reinvest with us. And it's just silly, well, not silly, but little touches like that just make all the difference. It's, it's that human element, isn't it? It is. And I think the, the point that you're making there is also to re-emphasise, like, it's a two-way thing. Because the money obviously comes in and then, you know, you're putting that money to its investment use, but it's that continual, the updates, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the inclusion, the, the communication, especially when things aren't going right. Because I found that investors want to hear, they want to know everything because actually having some news is better than no news. It's the silence. That's what, that's what investors don't like. And so having that sort of two-way street, but also uh, often I find that investors are looking to learn as well. So you're adding value to them, even though, you know, the, the money's come in, you're adding value to them by keeping them up to date with what can go wrong with the project and what can go right with the project, what success looks like, what challenges look like. And that only happens if you're having a really open dialogue with people. So, and then like you say, then there's the aftercare as well. Once either they move on or reinvest, you just keep that conversation going because they're like a, it's a pool of people that have been connected to you. It's human, it's all human. And, and actually, it's that it's that final touch point that people remember. So um, let's say you've, someone's been investing with you for a year and for whatever, there's a pandemic and it takes two years to do the deal um, and that they're being paid back. You know, they, they might get you know pissed off at month 18 um, and then they might be fine at month 20 and they might be getting impatient at month 22. And then when the deal finishes and then you've paid them back, um, it's that in those final moments of what you do, actually, that can undo a lot of the, um, you know, if that potential, especially at the moment with COVID, but that, that potential um, um, problem that's been. So it's saying a consistent communication um, and that final part of the puzzle, um, which makes them think actually in six months time or 12 months time, then they come back and, and reinvest um, mm -hmm. or straight away. Yeah, yeah, I think that's quite important because a lot of investors that we work with, they want to see the money coming back. To they want to prove that you can repay them, and then if you if you have that good relationship, then they're quite happy to keep going, just to keep to keep the investment moving. Full show, full show. Definitely. That was a conversation killer. Well done, me. <laughs> okay so thanks for coming on that yeah <laughs> and on that bombshell trust you you blonde bombshell <laughs> i'm sorry i had to mute because i've got i don't know if you can hear it i've got this weird like howling in the background could you hear it 
Uh, it's, no, it's all in your head. We can hear you. The voices. It's the voice. yeah. no, I had some weird howling, so I just—I think it might be my cat. But we'll just—we'll just. We'll just crack have, on. have you turned off your uh, your eighties music? Oh, I did. Oh my god! Before you boys came on, I was literally hammering some eighties tunes like proper because I was waiting to be let into the Zoom, and I was just like, "Tell it to my heart. Tell me I'm the only one." <laughs> Mac. Well, this this is Andy's era, so he's with you on that. <laughs> oh, Andy! Yeah. It could be dangerous on a dance floor, mate. Could be dangerous. Well, uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Eighties music. CNC I music was a bit dodgy. I'm a bit, bit more, um, bit more nineties. See, me and Lloyd, those ten year gap, we cross over with our musical genres. Mm. You know, the more the oasis side of things and all that kind oh, yeah. of thing. No, you know. no, I'm there too. Yeah, there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're a bit blur, stereophonics. Yeah, oh, we're all yeah. that. Good mm. vibe. Wasn't, wasn't there a moment in Bali when there was a uh, an infamous oasis song? I'm not Wonderwall, was it? Potentially. Yeah, which one? Um, did you, so um, um, when um, everyone disappeared for the evening, or should I say overnight, with what's his oh, name? The song creation. No, oh, was it was the um, was the, the videographer at the time? No. Hang on. Yes, you guys. Oh, got, yeah, you're talking uh, about yeah, um, um, the bar at the road. The bar at the yeah. road. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that Ours. was epic. That was Arse's bar, yeah. Arse, that's it. I was trying to remember yeah. what the name of the bar was. Yeah, Arse's bar. Arse's bar. Yeah, the, no, the, the guy's guy called, called Arse, <laughs> and his dog was called Bullshit. His dog was called Bullshit, and his his name was Arse. But if you've seen The Hangover, yeah, that is that is him, the guy in The Hangover. Um, it's just it's absolutely amazing I'm not going to do the impression because it would just be wrong for me to do the impression we <laughs> yeah. down the wrong route yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we, took him, we took him back to the villa for a beer didn't we he gave us a lift back or something like that and he, he didn't go home for about four hours we got hammered in our villa with and his dog bullshit yeah no, oh, that, that was probably one of the best nights of my life <laughs> and John McDermott kind of John McDermott turned up didn't he and he like walked into this villa at midnight and we were like introducing him to this guy called Ars in his villa and uh, and a, a dog called Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to Bali. <laughs> and what, whilst you were all singing Wonderwall. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's so much better than planning policy. So, so much better. If anyone is wondering what to expect on the white box business retreat, <laughs> that's exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Ars and Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got you boys coming back for more, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. How many years on the trot was that? Three, four, I can't remember now. Three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Oh, Three oh. books for the next five years. Just because you asked some bullshit. Catching up to do, right? <laughs> I was not oh, expecting wow. this podcast to go down that route. I had a feeling it was going to be double trouble, but yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, so, yeah, so you guys, um, I, I know Andy's prepared, um, Lloyd. Uh, even more so, the uh, yes, we normally ask the question, um, the guests to come on with the questions. So um, yeah, over to you guys. Uh, as Andy was more prepared than me, Andy can go first. But I have, I do have a question for you. But Andy okay. can uh, lead it. Yeah, look, I just uh, from my point of view, just like we just said there, you know, there's, there's positives and, and negatives in every situation. And you know, obviously, we've been in a an unprecedented situation for the past, well, 10 months, but really 12 months. And I just wondered what are the, the, the three positives? So one from each of you that you've got out of the coronavirus or lockdown, we'll, we'll cover it either way. So what's the biggest positive you've got out of that? Oh, 
Madden Ladies Madden, first. Matt and Mine's probably going to be very similar. Oh, hang on. No, wait. Because um, let's not come to Matt. Because Matt, every time a guest asks a question, he like goes into like slow-mo. Like, it'll take him half an hour to answer. So Imagine um, trying to play a game of Scrabble with me. Oh, my God. I would kill you. I'd I can't imagine trying you. to play a game of Scrabble, never mind to play one with you. <laughs> you. You'd never fill anything in and you'd be drunk, actually. That's like quite a good night. Um, right, okay. <laughs> Right. What what what's been the, the biggest positive? I mean, I think for me, because <clears throat> um, as you guys know, it's been a really a big change in my life. I separated from my partner, and for me, it just feels like it's been an awakening, um, mm-hmm. like an awakening of you know what I want to do in business, uh, what I want to do in property, and having that time out, which COVID forced us all to do really, and gave me the space and time to just take stock heal and then think about those really important things which is now being executed in 2021 so I'm so grateful for that um really really grateful so yeah I think that was the highlight for me okay right Niall because I ain't that well, I've, I've, I've got one but Niall can go oh yeah well I, I think there are there are several things that pop into my head but I think the the most prominent one is um taking having the time to to refocus. Should have gone we... first. Damn it. Should have gone first. But yeah, because obviously we only were forced into lockdown. The first couple of weeks was a bit panicky. Didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what was going to happen. But when I took the time to actually just relax and realize that, you know, this is a situation we're in. Let's deal with it as best we can. Um, so it really gave us give me the opportunity really to just sit back and look at everything that we've been doing and reassess why we're doing it and what it can do better, what it can improve on. And yeah, just really took that time to, to improve just not, not just the business, but my own personal life as well. Cool. Cool. Um, so basically what Niall said, um, <laughs> but also um, I, it's, I suppose I've been quite grateful that I've been, at home so obviously my um my daughter was born in july and um is now coming up to seven months and, and um, when she saw lloyd who sh- yes that's right i introduced amelia to andy and lloyd and as soon as lloyd came on the screen um she shat herself and screamed very loudly mm-hmm. um so I get uh, a lot yeah <laughs> again something to look forward to on the retreat guys yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> sorry what do you think his name was ours <laughs> And uh, uh, yeah, so my daughter, um, (laughs) yeah, it's been great to be able to spend some some quality time with her. Um, I I think uh, there's always there's there's been a bit of frustration that we've not been able to go and do kind of the baby stuff. And I I know her mum's been a bit frustrated that hasn't been able to to physically meet and do the baby classes and the the mum's mornings and the the mother's meetings where you you yeah. Your, your chin wag in, instead every evening she's on the whatsapp chat with the nct group going you know talking for hours and end about you know boobs and shit and ass actually to be honest about about your mate ass and, and his bullshit so um, <laughs> it's a that's essentially, theme. Yeah. it is 
we need to put a massive um, explicit on this this particular episode. We do, yeah. We do. And this we sounds like do. a great chat. This sounds like a great chat room. Well, I haven't got any chat rooms like that that talk all that. Are you, are you sure you're not misunderstanding that? You've not WhatsApping us in Bali about watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they struck up a relationship. Is that Arsene baby? <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't think. Ars, I don't think he was conceived. that year. The baby uh, was conceived in Bali. So I, was, I, 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 know, I think the dates year. might line up. Yeah. My <laughs> eyebrow has raised. Yeah. Like, she, yeah. looks, she. She looks uh, particularly white and pasty. So. Um, I don't I, know. I'm ass, you can get a white and pasty ass. Is he? Is he white and pasty? <laughs> like, no. I don't know. Oh, right. No. And. <laughs> I think your lockdown is going to take a sinister turn right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I spent far too much time with my daughter, far too much time inside. Sorry. Arsie's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I feel sorry for anyone listening to this that wanted to get some property knowledge. Oh, developments. That sounds like an interesting (laughs) subject. (laughs) But property jam, loyal property jammers know that this podcast is about the real shit. The real shit, like literally the real shit. But as also, <laughs> like, you have you have to listen to an entire episode of Property Jam to pull out the golden nuggets. <laughs> okay, we need to stop this. The poo analogies need to stop. Okay, just <laughs> we've, not, we've, we've not gone this deep. I was going to say, put a plug in it, but that's even worse. <laughs> as I was going to uh, say, uh, our, our normal listeners will know this is the norm that they need to listen to an old episode to get the property bits yeah. um, and extract it um, because there are some real gems that you, you learn from listening to property jam because you hear the uh, you know the insights that you wouldn't have heard before um so we should probably i don't know maybe ask you some questions about well, hang on a minute because lloyd hasn't asked his question yet and i want to hear oh it. what okay well, mine wasn't property related so i, I, I see i feel we need to go down property fine, do it we'll we'll we'll, we'll Come up with an answer which brings it back to property. I love it. Segway. If we, good, if we good can. Luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> we got good this. Luck. Um, yeah, so obviously property jam. Jam is kind of on my mind. So yeah. my question is related around, around about that. And it's a big question in our household. It's, we've had a lot of debates about this. Crumpet. Okay, you've got a crumpet cooking. What do you put on it? Oh. Marmalade. Oh, what? Okay. Oh. Sorry for that reaction. Go, oh, can, I, can I clarify the question? Are you saying, does it have to have a jam feature in the answer? No, it's, uh, okay, it's just, just jam open. is a topping, yeah. So okay, so I have got have... a nice warm crumpet. What yeah. do you put on Marmalade. it? It has to be loads of butter, just to melt the butter into it and that's it. Well, I, I would have quite, I'd go heavy on the butter, but then I would put, being half kiwi, I would put a very thin spread of Vegemite on it. You're no. disgusting. No. <laughs> That's disgusting. That is a horrendous. Just saying. Just saying. Um, which can I just say is a staple in any household, which brings us back to property. Thank oh, you. you. Yeah, any Thank house you. at Lloyd Belt. There you go. Fine. Good to have to we have to ask uh, you guys, what would you put on your crumpet, Lloyd? Cheese and marmite all day long. So I'm, I'm kind of with the vegemite, but cheese and marmite all day long. Uh, no. I'm going to drown it in butter, but then I've got a little twist on it. I'll dip it in a nice little blob of tomato sauce. Okay, Ooh. get out. Get off the call. Okay. That doesn't really it's all, uh, all savory. There you go. No. Um, I had, um, I put, because um, crumpets, but we haven't quite a lot of crumpets at the moment. Crumpets and scones. It's going. That's good. So, yeah. Um, it's gone. It's not going down um, this going. route. 
it's gone. And uh, then I, I put little squares of dark chocolate on top in in the microwave. Okay, that works. But actually, no, not in the microwave. It was under the grill. I should, yeah, because the microwave makes it, the whole thing soggy. Mm. Soggy, yeah. Soggy. You do a bit of crunch on top. Mm, you do. Yeah. All right, property. Let's talk about it. Um... <laughs> So you guys have been in property for you celebrating your seven year anniversary. Um, what would you say was it, it, is your highest point, and what would you say is your lowest point? Oh, you're going deep. Yeah, very deep. Straight from very crumpets deep. to highs and lows. Um, so the crumpet was probably the highest point, I imagine. Yeah, I think for me, there's a couple. Of, the lowest point was a low but i always think that with any downside there's an upside so yep. things happen for a reason i never really get too sort of taken back with anything that didn't happen or didn't go through or things like that. so i think the low point for me is we were very very close to agreeing a sale of um uh, three pubs that we were selling um and it was around about two about 2.7 million pounds worth of sale and that was a week before the first lockdown was announced and it didn't go through. And then lockdown came and, and basically put a big hold to it. But actually the positive of that is potentially we might get more value. We might get more for it. Now it has been delayed. Like we've had to keep them running, keep them going. But actually the positive is that it's probably a better exit than we originally thought in the first place. Um, and that has a positive, but, yeah, when it didn't go through, it was just like, oh. and then it didn't go through again. It's just, it was just a bit annoying because I and spent a lot of time sort of getting to that point as well. And he'd probably felt it more than I did because he'd spent a lot of time on it. But it's just that whole thing of like, we, we were so close to sort of having, um, and for us, it was a burden because it was a service accommodation business that we started and we, we managed, but it just wasn't as effective as what we thought it was or hoped it was going to be. Um, and this was pre-COVID, so we were sort of selling pre-COVID, and um, it just wasn't what we were specialists in. Like we we love new build developments and commercial conversions and developments. We're not a service accommodation provider, and that's something that we realised quite early on. Um, so yeah, that was a, a low. The high for us, I think, the high was just that doing that first ever deal, that first ever development, completing it and finishing it for me was just a massive realisation that I could do something and start something and see it through so for me personally a lot i've started a lot in my life and never really followed a lot through for this it's a massive thing to to start and, and follow through and um andy's very much a, a person to thank for that as well because i think if i'd done it on my own i probably would have given up um but we're we're in this together we do everything together not everything but we do uh business together and um yeah it's been awesome sort of ever since so the, the high for me was just starting in the first place yeah, I think um, I think a good point to sort of make on this as well, though, is that, like Lloyd said, the, some of the earlier highs were probably, if you like, emotionally a lot higher. Um, but what we realised was that we were putting ourselves through the middle a little bit because everything, you know, has an equal and opposite reaction, doesn't it? So if you have a massive high, then a few days later or, you know, six months later, you're going to have a massive low. So what we try to do now is even that out a lot more. So we do some fantastic experiences like the things that we just talked about with Bali and Croatia and the retreats and things. And, you know, we, we do celebrate our wins. We do celebrate when we do these fantastic things and, you know, flying 
you know, business class or first class as we sometimes do and all those kind of things, we really enjoy the experience, but we contain it as well because we realize that, you know, if we can contain our highs, contain our lows, and we try and have a much more even keel all the way along it. Um, the, the low that Lloyd talked about there, you know, that was a big kick in the balls. I'm not going to lie. That was hard to contain at the time because as Niall said, we, nobody knew when we went into this lockdown how deep it was going to go, how long it was going to be and all those kind of things. So I think it was compounded by the uncertainty of everything. And, um, and you know, we were a, a training company face to face. We couldn't do that. We had a big deal went through, which is what Lloyd just said, said there. And, you know, our sites, we did, although in hindsight, we probably didn't have to, we closed them down for a month or two just because we felt it was the right thing to do controlling an international pandemic so you know all of our businesses you know were, were, were impacted heavily but you know I think you you reinvent yourself a bit we've come back probably a lot stronger than we ever were in the first place so yeah I think it's good I don't yeah on that note there, there was definitely an uncertainty of what was happening but I think everyone I've spoken to when the first lockdown happened just didn't know what was happening mm. they didn't know what was going on and I remember just sitting on the sofa sometimes and just being like I've just no idea what what we're doing. I've no idea what's happening. And it was a, a massive kind of realisation that bloody hell, we need to do something. And that's when the creativity came in and we we thought on our feet and we discussed how to help people in a lockdown. And that's where kind of online stuff and online training came out. We've been thinking about doing that for years, but we never did because we like the face-to-face value of helping people and teaching people. But we were kind of forced to, to help people now online. Um and that's probably one of the best things that happened last year. All the online training has been absolutely amazing. We've had sort of nearly 400 people come through and learn online because it's available and it's something that we created and helped as soon as lockdown happened. It was just something that I think is quite a highlight from last year. Yeah, that's quite a cool thing, actually, because I guess a lot of people will be thinking about doing a property training course or a, a development course for such a long time. But then when they're sat at home, are stuck at home for so long and it's available online, then there are no excuses then, right? No, absolutely. I think a lot of people did go online. I think we did it our way, which is going kind of, to do it the white box way. We do it kind of how we want to do things, which uh, hopefully this uh, this episode is proving that we just kind of do things our way as well. But um, it, it's just, it was good. It was the way that we presented it. We had a good rapport from it. We had, a, again, back to relationships, people kind of saw who we were um, and how we helped people from a, a place where a lot of people were a bit un, unsure what's happening. I think that's yeah. been the secret to success in lockdown, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I've got to pivot my business. I've got to go online. But what they're forgetting is you're going online to help others. And as soon as you're providing a really valuable service to people and it's actually person driven, that's when, you know, the, I guess the money comes and I think if it's just been about like oh I just need an alternative but you're not actually thinking about the demand and the greater need then that's where people yeah. have struggled to pivot but yours yours has been very much like people need this people want this how can we help them and as a result of that it's, it's thrived right yeah, I think absolutely. it's just given us time, hasn't it? That you know, the time that, like you said, we we wanted to do it for a while. It was in the back of our mind, but when you ever stop what you're doing, when you've got the train rolling, you've got that momentum. It's hard to stop and go down a different direction, isn't it? Whereas we were yeah. forced to stop and go down a different direction. So, but you know, we'll probably benefit from that for years to come now, and and we'll only benefit because, like you say, we're providing service to people. We're reaching a, a greater reach of people who we perhaps wouldn't have got to before. Yeah, it's awesome. That's wicked, isn't it? And do you think yeah. you'll go? I mean, are you going to go back into the classroom when like COVID permits? Um, are you yeah, we it? did a little bit. We did a little bit last year when yeah, we so. were able to. Like the hotels did open and we yeah, were allowed, but 
it wasn't the same because everyone was on separate tables. Yeah. We weren't we weren't promoting networking and talking to people. It just, it was just weird, but we will go back to it. We coped with it, and it was it was as good as it could have been. Um, but yeah, we just we do miss the real social interaction and, and going out for meals at the evenings as well. It just it's just not the same. But we've got to adapt and we've got to change. Yeah, yeah, I must say that that's the biggest thing that I've missed as well throughout the whole of lockdown is actually physical contact, just meeting people, and and having those meetups is is um has been the most difficult part, the most challenging part, I think, for me. Yeah, agree. Yeah, but you think in ten years' time when we can look back on this and be like, look, the person we are now probably was a, a massive effect, and it was a change because of lockdown and yeah. the way businesses are ru- running and the way the world's running. It's probably because of this whole massive shift in in the way people think yeah no, definitely I, th- I think it's accelerated a lot of things i think if, if you look at people who are predicting the way that the world was going um the, the pandemic has just gone whoosh, and just truncated it so the whole working from home revolution the whole um what we call it a, the evolution of how people are living in in cities and towns and um with the way people are you know, use technology there's going to be so much more um sooner um so i think in 10 years time the world is going to be a very very different place as you say mm. very very different place we're going to be going around in flying cars you know there's going to be drones delivering our deliver you know, groceries it's gonna be ridiculous but awesome are we finally going to get those trainers from back to the future what lace themselves up Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. I think yeah. they, I think someone's uh, already made, they made them. them. Yeah, they did make them. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to set them. <laughs> yeah, Google, Google. Uh, yeah, life goals, Andy. Life goals. There was a really interesting fact I, saw, I heard about Back to the Future the other day, and again, going off a tangent, but it's one of oh. the best films ever made, anyway. True. Agreed. Um, yeah. But the the mall where they go in the car park and they they test it out for the first time as well is called um two pines two pines mall or something like that when actually in the future when they go back to it marty actually like went through and knocked down one of the trees and in the future it's actually called so solo pine mall or something so it's really clever but something i never saw in the film but i don't know why i told you that just there's an where did you find that, that little thought. nugget from uh instagram or something probably <laughs> some little bit of trivia you picked up i love stuff like that Back to the future trivia.com. It will make you go back and watch the film and yeah. look at the name. And it's like, I know Twin Pines, I think it's called Twin like Pines. Twin Pines is like, right, yeah. 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 And then it was, it's it was called, called Solo like, Pine. Solo Pine or something. Interesting. Mm. I love little tidbits like that. That's so good. Amazing. Go. Okay. Is it time for... <laughs> I think so. Yes. Uh, Niall, over to you. We're going to yes. do a bit of um, episode roulette, are we? Yes. So. Basically, guys, I'm going to scroll through all of the episodes that we've done so far. We've this is uh, we've done we've released 72 episodes, um, and one of you shouts stop at any point. You should probably and, decide who. Well, I think either we could probably, or. I think we could do it in sync. I think we've been that close together for seven years. That we've You're actually... pretty much the one person right now, anyway, right? Merged. Yeah. <laughs> So when you shout fact, stop, before, 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 I was going to say just before you came on, we were trying to think. Okay, so, um, oh, yes. yeah, what is their what is their combined name? Is it, it Landy? Landy or is it Oid? Or, or, or Oid? I like Landy. We on Oid. Oh no, I liked Landy. I know, I know. I'm joking. We did like Landy. <laughs> Landy. Landy. <laughs> anyway, oh. back to back to me. <laughs> um, 
still scrolling. Well, yes. When I shout, when, sorry, when you shout stop, I will give you the title of the episode and give me give us your opinion on that particular episode. Or topic, rather. Or topic. Yeah. Yes. So if it's licensing, as an example, what do you think of licensing? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for licensing. Okay. Ready? Okay. So I'm scrolling. Stop. Stop. That was just a delay on um, the internet. Yeah, oh, that's a, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, so this is quite a relevant one for you guys. Newbies in property. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, is there a, a topic of it, or do you just want to just explain how we feel? Yeah, just what, how you feel, or how, how you, what do you, any advice for newbies in property? But not too relevant. Don't but be not too relevant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, newbies in property, you can't learn by Googling it. Oh, thank you, Lloyd. Yes. Okay, you can't. Okay, you can't Google what you don't know. So uh, I just think so many people just, they shy away from kind of just learning and they want to just get into it straight away and they try and do it themselves. And yes, they probably can. But if they count up the amount of mistakes they make and the cost of those mistakes, I bet it's more expensive than actually learning it in the first place. Um, so there's always two ways to learn is learn by learning up front and paying for it and you pay for it up front um, or you learn by the mistakes and just imagine if I I've got my five-year-old here if I just gave him the keys to the car and say right go and drive to be honest he probably would be able he'd probably be good at it but um, he might go and drive and then crash into five different cars and all sorts and make a mess of the car that's an that's an expensive mistake but if I paid for lessons and taught him how to drive and put some time and education into it, he would then learn how to drive and know that he doesn't have to crash into that and that and that. And that wouldn't be as expensive as just giving him the keys and going. So I think newbies, they just they try and go too quick too soon sometimes as well. And they just don't just sort of learn about it first and, and go into it. Not because we teach people and you guys teach people. I just I've seen the mistakes that happen. We've made them when we first started. It's mm. a really good yeah. point. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think that yeah. So I think we're we're specifically developments. You guys are obviously HMOs and things like that. I think that newbies. Um, I think anyone can do it. I think you know we're all probably proof of that. You know, I was just a, a carpenter running a small building company, so I've got the trade side of it. Lloyd was just a salesman on you know a really modest wage seven years ago. Uh, you guys will got your backgrounds and things like that, but you know we're we're quite often known in the property circles. We just a, we tell everyone on the courses we're just a pair of dicks. Who, who did something a bit differently and you know we we or it was our tenacity i think that um that got us through the tough times we're, we're certainly nothing special a lot of the people who come through our training are more more educated and more experienced in property than we are but i think that sometimes the difference is that you know we've got that drive if you like that um that gets us through the tough times and mm -hmm. and i think sometimes you know if we we're, we will never tell people the sort of rose tinted side of it and you know that it's a a quick um quick get rich quick overnight thing or anything like that it's it's bloody hard work you know we're we're proof that in i think that it's really easy for people to underestimate or sorry overestimate what they can achieve in a year so we get people come through all the time saying i'm going to put 20 houses and build and finish them in 12 months and in reality that's not going to happen because you've got to you've got to learn the process get a plot of land go you know get planning on it sometimes whatever it could take you two years to get 10 properties or whatever but it's also easy for people to underestimate what they can achieve over a longer period of time, like 10 years, for instance. And we're 226 properties in in seven years, um, a 
development portfolio, everything that we've built out and we're working on now is 25 million. And, you know, we would have never have had the vision of that seven years ago coming from our backgrounds. But, um, and, and in fact, in the next three years, we'll, you know, we'll potentially get the best part of doubling that because we've got the momentum now, you know, we've, we've done the hard bit, if you like. So I think, yeah, as a newbie, just stick with it, get, get some early momentum. It's like riding a bike. I quite liken it to, you know, when you get on a bike and you've got to get it moving, it's really hard work. You've got to lean on the pedals. It's, it's a lot of energy, but you know, once you get to the speed that you want to go to, you can lay off on the pedals. It's really easy just to keep it moving and increase gradually. So property is a bit like that. You've got to put the, the early energy and effort in, but then to, to keep it rolling is a lot easier. Amazing. Yeah, well, we, we use that same analogy, uh, um, well, so the analogy of a steam train, which is uh, similar, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm. Getting moving is a difficult thing. Yeah. Always awesome. The hardest, isn't it? Yeah. Do I do uh, one more quick fire? Do one more quick fire. Okay, I'm scrolling again. Stop. Okay. Have you guys forgotten you had to say stop? <laughs> I, I think Andy's screen froze. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got here uh, episode 20. Oh, property. My favorite one. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't, isn't there a system for that? Oh, systems. Yeah. Yeah. System. Systems. Yeah. You need well, them, system, right? It's a system for property. Systems, systems for property for, life, for like, business. Yeah, business. Actually, yeah, I can see these guys are enthralled by that particular topic. I can see. I Look at Andy's good, face. Actually, I think I've just shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> With excitement. Yeah. Oh, it's a hot topic. Oh. Yeah. I think systems and processes are the same thing. So I'm going to talk more of the processes. Um, one thing we see all the time from uh, people coming through our training is we see the corporate person coming through and they've been very corporate and they've had the system the processes and the step-by-steps in place and we've had and no disrespect to these guys but tradespeople come yeah. through okay <laughs> they still have systems and processes but they're they're more used to sort of things Respect happening on, day, <laughs> on a day-by-day basis and rain happening and delaying things um what we've seen is that the person that sort of goes into developments with just like just think of the next thing or the next two things that are going to come up actually go on to do the uh, go through the developments a bit easier rather than the person that tries to think of everything that's going to happen throughout development and then they kind of dilly dally and don't do things because they're just unsure whether what's going to happen in eight years time or 10 years time or even eight months time they just can't see it so they just don't really go ahead with it and commit themselves it's like the analysis paralysis. You oh can my God. Paralyze exactly. yourself. Yeah. It's definitely so, what I can say. Uh, sometimes systems and processes can get in the way. So complete different to what you might expect. Like, yeah, follow a system, follow a process and it'll work. I think in development, you've got to embrace that. It's not always going to be the same every single day. You're not going to have, uh, don't get me wrong. There is a system in terms of finding land, offer on it, agree it, conveyance and get all the legal side sorted there's a step-by-step in that, but there's always things that are going to happen in between. So you've got to be able to adapt and change and um, sort of work out some of the problems along the way, which is kind of how we help people as well. We know some of the problems that are going to come up and say, look, before you do that, have you just thought about that before that, that happens? So um, yeah, I think following the process is good, but with developments, it just is a bigger, is a bigger 
dish, a bigger um, property kind of strategy to take on, but it's very rewarding at the back end. Yeah, so it's not black and white. It's basically floating around a sea of grey and being adaptable to cope with that, right? Like actually yeah, developing absolutely. that skill set. Yeah, yeah. I think though that you know that I think that Lloyd and I are both pretty crap at systems and and concentrating on that that process each day. But the fact is, as you grow and you get bigger, then you need to bring people in who who fill that gap, if you like. You know, so we we have got people who run the accounts office and you know work on all the the, the systems and processes and. You know, we've got project managers who do that who are great at it. So it's, it's not that you don't need that. But as Lloyd says, when you're trying to get that traction momentum at the start, it, you can talk yourself out of anything, can't you? You know, and sometimes when people are trying to dot every I and cross every T of every eventuality that can ever happen. And, um, and you know, the reality is you can't really do that. So we put contingencies in. We've, we've got sort of fail safes in there or whatever. But at some point, you've got to commit and, and crack on with it and learn as you go along, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's brilliant. So I just want to say thank you guys for joining us today. It's been epic to have you on um, and to talk all things shit shit and arse and uh, yeah, rear ending. So um, at the ending, um, I would say thank you very much. And it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on Facebook search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Property Jam Podcast at Outlook.com. See See you on the next next episode. episode.